Hello, readers of Every Word. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen. I want to start today by sharing part of today's daily walk. That's the devotional that is inside your Bible. Think about your own relationship with God. In what ways are you honestly and sincerely seeking answers from God with a humble disposition to obey? In what area are you demanding that God conform to your will with an attitude that says, my mind is made up, God, so don't confuse me with your plan for my life? Wow. Anyone else convicted by that? As for today's reading, Matthew 12 through 15, a lot more happens. Be sure to read over the A Discussion About the Sabbath, which is Matthew 12. Part of it says, Matthew 12, 7, 8, but you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not other sacrifices, for the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. I know we've talked about this some, but if you're still struggling with why Jesus fulfills the Sabbath law and is our rest, check out the two links I'm connecting in the show notes from gotquestions.org. I also find it so interesting how Jesus keeps telling others not to tell of his miracles, full well knowing that they will. If those kinds of stories swept through the countryside, quote unquote, back then, can you imagine what it would be like with today's modes of communication? Pretty sure it would give a whole new meaning to something going viral. Okay, I also want to touch on a really tough topic, the unforgivable sin. Did you know that there is one sin in the Bible that is considered unforgivable? Matthew 12, 31 through 32. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. I know this is a long entry to share in its entirety, but because this is often misunderstood, I wanted to share these thoughts from gotquestions.org, and of course, we'll include a link. Question, what is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Answer, the concept of blasphemy against the Spirit is mentioned in Mark 3, 30 and Matthew 12, 32. The term blasphemy may be generally defined as defiant irreverence. The term can be applied to such sins as cursing God or willfully degrading things relating to God. It is also attributing some evil to God or denying him some good that we should attribute to him. This case of blasphemy, however, is a specific one called the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit in Matthew 12, 31. In Matthew 12, 31, 32, the Pharisees, having witnessed irrefutable proof that Jesus was working miracles in the power of the Holy Spirit, claimed instead that the Lord was possessed by the demon Beelzebub. That's in Matthew 12, 24. Now notice that in Mark 3, 30, Jesus is very specific about what they did to commit blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. This blasphemy has to do with someone accusing Jesus Christ of being demon-possessed instead of spirit-filled. As a result, this particular incidence of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit cannot be duplicated today. Jesus Christ is not on earth. He is seated at the right hand of God. No one can witness Jesus Christ performing a miracle and then attribute that power to Satan instead of the Spirit. The closest example today would be attributing the miracle of a redeemed person's changed life to Satan's power rather than to the effects of the indwelling Holy Spirit. The blasphemy of the Spirit today, which is the same as the unpardonable sin, is the state of continued unbelief. There is no pardon for a person who dies in unbelief. Continual rejection of the Holy Spirit's promptings to trust in Jesus Christ is the unpardonable blasphemy against him. Remember what is stated in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, 
but have eternal life. Further on in the same chapter is the verse, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. John 3, 36. The only condition wherein someone would have no forgiveness is if he is not among the whoever believes in him, for it is he who rejects the Son. Whew, that is a lot to take in. So it's not saying we as believers can commit a sin that we want, that won't be forgiven. It's talking about unbelievers. Does that make sense? <sighs> if not, please talk to a biblical mentor or me about it for further clarification. Okay, there are also several well-known parables in today's reading. We can learn a lot from them, but I realize that this podcast is already really long. So I close with this. Matthew 15, 16 through 20. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked, anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. This explains why most of the laws regarding what we eat are no longer pertinent, but yet the moral laws still are. So when we're accused of picking and choosing which Old Testament parts we revere and which parts we don't, it's not us choosing, but Jesus. Again, feel free to reach out to me or a biblical mentor to discuss this further and share your nuggets or takeaways. These are just the parts that jumped out to me but what has been jumping out to you? I really want to know. So join the conversation on our Facebook page. Tomorrow is Matthew 16 through 19. Happy reading. Mm-hmm.